0: THK News.
1: It's eleven o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines: A top Beijing official gives the clearest signal yet that district councillors will be largely left off the election committee. Carrie Lam says the authorities won't allow museum exhibits here that undermine national security and the authorities say the case of a policeman who caught COVID days after getting a vaccine doesn't mean it doesn't work. A top visiting mainland official has given the clearest indication yet that district councillors will largely be removed from the powerful election committee that will nominate and choose a large share of Hong Kong's future lawmakers. The deputy director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, Zhang Xiaoming, said some councillors had abused their position to challenge One Country, Two Systems and the constitutional order. Jimmy Choi reports.
2: Mr. Zheng was among a group of senior mainland officials who have been holding seminars here over the past few days on Beijing's planned electoral changes for the SAR. The officials said the attendees supported the NPC's decision last week to overhaul the electoral system and agreed it would help Hong Kong to move on from chaos and prosper in the long term. Asked whether or not district councillors will be allowed to sit on the reformed election committee, he said he thinks the current district councils have not been acting in accordance with their proper functions and duties as set out in the basic law. The officials said district councils, as consultative bodies, should not be given too many political functions.
1: Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the authorities will be on full alert to make sure museum exhibitions in Hong Kong don't undermine national security after a lawmaker said an artwork to be shown at the M Plus Museum invokes hatred of China. Priscilla Ng reports.
2: New People's Party lawmaker Eunice Jung says one particular piece by controversial mainland artist Ai Weiwei, showing him holding up his third finger to Tiananmen Square, clearly crosses a line and should be removed. If you point your middle finger towards uh, tenement Square, it, which means uh, you want to show your anger against it, or you want to subvert the government uh, by showing in your artwork. She asked Carrie Lam at a Q&A session in Lechko if the government will vet the museum's exhibitions. The chief executive said through an interpreter that officials will be on full alert, though museum staff will be trusted to exercise their judgment. We have to respect the freedom of artistic expression, but I'm sure staff are able to tell what is the freedom of artistic expression and whether certain pieces are really meant to incite hatred. The exchanges in Lechko came after the director of M-Plus, Suhanya Ruffel, said it wouldn't be a problem for the museum to show pieces about the Tiananmen massacre or works by Ai Weiwei.
1: Art critic uh, John Batten says he's worried that museum staff could start censoring themselves in future if people continue to throw accusations around.
2: If you cross the red line that someone has arbitrarily made, then it's difficult to fight. And this is the fear. And I I would suggest someone like Eunice Young, rather than scaremongering, you know, she she goes into the debate of what is good and bad art. And I think we have freedom of expression here. So I, I think... If there is debate, you make it in a sensible debate and you engage in a dialogue rather than finger-pointing, because that's not helpful. Uh, and, and we know where finger-pointing goes. You can then cause self-censorship, and that's not good.
1: Health officials have dismissed concerns that coronavirus jabs made by mainland drug maker Sinovac are ineffective. After a police officer tested negative i'm sorry after a police officer tested positive for the virus days after he took the vaccine, wendy Wong reports
0: the thirty eight year old police inspector and his family came into contact on march the seventh with someone who later became a confirmed patient. The policeman then took the first dose of the vaccine made by Mingland firm Sinofac last Friday and tested positive for covid 19 two days later. Dr. Chuan Chuan of the Centre for Health Protection insisted it took weeks for a vaccine to show its effects. We believe that they have already been infected when tested on 14th, only two days after the vaccine, the first dose. We do not classify this as an ineffective vaccine also because usually you take two doses for the vaccine schedule to be completed and usually it takes some more time. At least maybe two weeks or so after the completion of the vaccines before you can count whether
1: this is uh, ineffective or not.
0: The centre has reported 11 new coronavirus infections, eight of which are locally acquired. Five more cases are linked to an outbreak at Ursus Fitness in Pun, taking the total number of infections in the gym cluster to 132.
1: You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Health officials have imposed ambush lockdowns in Sai Ying pun and Causeway Bay. The lockdowns cover two blocks in Phase 3 of Kwanyik building on Deva Road West, as well as Hoi Kung Court and Hoi Toh Court on Gloucester Road. They expect to complete the operation by around 7am tomorrow. Only those with a negative test result will be allowed to leave. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the public are not working with her government in tackling the COVID-19 pandemic. As David Pang reports, the CE has suggested that getting a COVID vaccine or a higher take-up rate in society could become a prerequisite for relaxing social distancing measures.
2: Mrs Lam said the government was considering offering incentives to people to sign up for COVID jabs with looser pandemic rules and a resumption of cross-border travel possible for those who are inoculated. She told lawmakers that experts have tried their best to be transparent about the vaccination program, saying they have held meetings and provided explanations through the media regarding incidents involving people who had received jabs. Speaking through an interpreter, the CE stressed the need for the people to work with the government as she complained about those who failed to cooperate. It would require people to go for compulsory testing. They won't do it. And now we encourage people to take the vaccines. People don't do that. Every time there's an outbreak, we have to do a large amount of work to suppress the outbreak, but we're still not able to achieve a zero infection. Mrs Slam also said her administration is very worried about the SAR's unemployment rate, which stands at 7.2%, its highest since 2004. She warned that if the pandemic is not brought under control, it will be difficult to revive the economy.
1: The United States has imposed sanctions on 24 more senior mainland and Hong Kong officials for allegedly acting to quash the SAR's high degree of autonomy by proposing sweeping changes to Hong Kong's electoral system. The officials were added to a list under the Hong Kong Autonomy Act, although they had already been subject to sanctions made by the previous Trump administration. Maggie Hill reports.
0: Top Communist Party officials as well as senior National Security Police officers here were among the list of 24 people added to Washington's list of sanctioned individuals. They include Hong Kong's lone National People's Congress Standing Committee member Tam Yu Chung, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said the list was expanded as Beijing moved to quote, unilaterally undermine Hong Kong's electoral system unquote, with a sweeping reform proposal. This action further undermines the high degree of autonomy promised to people in Hong Kong and denies Hong Kongers a voice in their own governance, he added. The two dozen new names brings the total number listed to 34. Financial institutions that conduct significant transactions with them would now also face sanctions.
1: And EU member states have agreed to impose sanctions on four Chinese officials and one state-owned entity over Beijing's crackdown on the Uyghur minority. European diplomats said ambassadors from 27 countries gave the green light for the measures as part of a package of human rights sanctions that will also target individuals in Russia, North Korea, Eritrea, South Sudan and Libya. The sanctions have to be formally confirmed by EU foreign ministers later today. Meanwhile, the US has also warned it could limit flights from airlines in Hong Kong, saying the SAR's quarantine requirements for aircrew are disproportionately affecting US-based airlines. Vicky Wong has the details.
2: Hong Kong had issued new rules in January requiring locally-based aircrews to observe a quarantine period when flying into Hong Kong from international locations, but exempted flights between Hong Kong and Anchorage in Alaska. The US Department of Transportation says this effectively punishes US-based carriers while effectively waiving the quarantine requirement for staff of Hong Kong's flag carrier Cafe Pacific. The department noted that while FedEx's Hong Kong-based crews serve only intra-Asia routings and therefore do not benefit from the Anchorage exception, Hong Kong carrier Cafe Pacific operates a large transshipment operation in Anchorage. The department has issued an order giving CAFE seven days to file the schedule of its cargo and passenger flights to the US, saying the authorities will determine whether the flights are legal and in the public interest.
1: However, Cathay Pacific said the new measures only affect airlines with Hong Kong-based aircrew and all foreign carriers without Hong Kong-based aircrew weren't affected. Cathay said the measures had forced it to slash passenger capacity by about 6% from its levels in January and its cargo capacity was down by about 25%. The U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, has accused North Korea of abusing its own people. He was speaking at the start of talks in Seoul with his South Korean counterpart.
2: The authoritarian regime in North Korea continues to commit systemic and widespread abuses against its own people. We must stand with people demanding their fundamental rights and freedoms and against those who repress them.
1: Back locally, neo Democrats founder Gary Fan has announced he's stepping down as a district councillor as he sits in prison awaiting trial for allegedly attempting to subvert the state. He's the first of the territory's district councillors charged under the national security law to resign. Damon Pang reports.
2: Gary Fan is among the group of 47 pro democracy activists facing subversion charges for taking part in primary polls last summer for local elections that were subsequently scrapped. In a social media post, he announces that because he's on remount, he can no longer fulfil his duty to residents of his constituency in Sai I'm thankful for people's support and encouragement and grateful for everyone who stayed with me shoulder to shoulder during the turbulent times, the post reads. Mr Van says his resignation came into effect on Tuesday and it marked an end to his more than 20 years as a district councillor. Before founding the Neo-Democrats, the 54-year-old was a member of the Democratic Party. He served four years as a lawmaker from 2012, returning to LegCo in 2018 after winning a by-election, only to be removed a year later when a court ruled he was unduly elected. Meanwhile, the Association for Democracy and People's Livelihood says it has approved the resignations of Chairman C. tuck and Vice Chairman Calvin Ho, who have also been charged over the primary polls. A pair who are also district councillors were earlier released on court bail.
1: Labour secretary Lo Chi Kwong has angered unionist legislators for appearing to underplay the plight of workers forced to take unpaid leave amid the pandemic. Responding to a question in Legco on what the government was doing to help. Mr Law said arranging unpaid leave for staff was better than outright outright layoffs and likened the arrangement to job sharing. He added that people could adapt to the new business environment through mutual understanding. But Federation of Trade Unions lawmaker Alice Mack was not impressed by his comments.
0: As the Secretary for Welfare and Labour, he should either introduce some scheme and measures to help those unemployed or to help to create job opportunities in our society to help those unemployed. He's now doing nothing and just telling people that, OK, you can share your job. This is not what a scholar in social welfare should say, right? And as the secretary for welfare and labour, he has not done his job well.
1: The government says it's considering converting petrol stations into quick charge stations for electric cars as part of its push to phase out internal combustion cars over the next decade or two but officials say this is more of a long-term target that won't happen for another five years at least. In the interim, the administration will increase the number of charging facilities at public car parks and provide incentives for private venues to do the same. Here's the Deputy Director of Environmental Protection, Owen Fung. We have to locate and identify more sites to turn those sites into quick-charging stations. One of the examples will be turning the gas-filling station. In the charging station, it's a very critical. I mean, for the whole, whole community, to be equipped, to be very very well prepared for EV in the future. The shift to cleaner electric vehicles is part of the government's strategy for achieving carbon neutrality by 2050. Environment Secretary Wong Kam Singh added that authorities will offer subsidies to public transport operators to run more e-buses. The head of the European Commission has threatened to withhold coronavirus vaccine exports to countries outside the European Union that don't supply them in a reciprocal manner. Ursula von der Leyen said the EU was still waiting for shipments of the AstraZeneca vaccine from Britain, while tens of millions of doses from other manufacturers had already passed the other way.
2: All options are on the table. We are in the crisis of the century, and I'm not ruling out anything for now. It is hard to explain to our citizen why vaccines produced in the European Union are going to other countries that are also producing vaccines, but hardly nothing is coming back to the European Union.
1: And the World Health Organization says its experts are still reviewing safety data on the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine following concerns around blood clots but recommended that injection programs continue. Millions of doses of the vaccine have been administered but small numbers of people have developed blood clots prompting countries including the three largest nations Germany, France and Italy to suspend injections. Separately, the European Union's medicine regulator yesterday insisted there was no evidence linking the jab to blood clots. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, a top Beijing official gives the clearest signal yet that district councillors should be largely left off the election committee. Carrie Lam says the authorities won't allow museum exhibits that undermine national security. And authorities say the case of a policeman who caught COVID days after getting vaccinated doesn't mean the jabs don't work. And that's the news from RTHK.
0: I am the Little Great, and I'm here to alert citizens to scams. When you shop online, stay alert to scams. When you date online, stay alert to scams. And when you receive calls from unknown numbers, stay alert to scams. I never get tired of reminding. I love reminding my family and people around me to stay alert to scams. Ending deception starts with you. Remind those around you. If you come across any suspected scams, call the Police Anti-Scam Helpline at 1-8-triple-2. THK Radio 3. Birds and bees and all the flowers and trees and fishes on the line. Girls and guys and yellow butterflies sing hello summertime. A homemade boat and a river to float with nothing. Love, two people in love singing hello summer time summer time Nothing wrong, just float along, singing hello, summertime. Summertime grins, and lots of the friends, and we're all feeling fine. Watch the sun go down, hear the summer sounds, singing hello, summertime, summertime. Lay back in the sun, yes, yeah, summertime. time. started for the second hour of The Late Show for this Wednesday, the 17th of March 2021. That was Bobby Goldsborough. And hello, summertime. It might as well be. It's 24 degrees out there. I'm Simon Wilson, keeping you company all the way through till one. For the next 12 minutes or so, we're playing, well, music of the 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s. Then we'll be slowing things down and got some assorted ballads and easy listening take you all the way through till one. (laughs) the hint of that late-night nostalgia, too. is Neil Diamond. Ah, oh, cracklin' lousy gate on board We gonna ride till there ain't no more to go Taking it slow And, Lord, don't you know I'll have my time with a poor man's lady Itching on a twilight train Nothing here that I care to take along. Maybe a song to sing when I want. Don't need to stay pleased to no man for a happy tune.
1: Oh, I love, my rosy child, you got the way to make me. Cricklin' Rose, you're a
0: woman But you make me sing like a guitar-humming So hang on to me, girl